Good morning. What a beautiful way to start out worship with that lovely song. I just, I was just over there just relaxing and listening and thinking this in itself is worship. So sometimes music just brings you to that point. And so we thank you for all the musicians in the place today. Well, I am glad to be here. The weather is a little brisk, but on the way down here, there was that glimpse of sunshine as sprinkles were falling on my car. And I thought, this is another beautiful day for worship. But then I think that every day. So, <laughs> all right, glad to see you here this morning. Let us center ourselves with these words. God showers us with blessings, even when we complain. Perhaps, especially when we complain. This is good news indeed. Our announcements? Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> we actually have a really quiet week at the church, which is weird. However, you have lots of dates to get on your calendar for October. So here we go. Choir. Choir practices are going to be starting on Thursdays at 5.30 in the sanctuary starting next week, October 5th. Christmas cantata rehearsals will be on Sunday starting October 15th at 5 p.m. If you want to be in choir and you haven't signed up for choir, sign up out in the narthex. Next week on October 5th, we also have Ruby's Pantry distribution, 4 to 6 p.m. They can always use volunteers. If you can volunteer or you know somebody who can volunteer, please contact, is it Deb or Dawn? Do we know? Who, who's their contact for Ruby's Pantry? Deb Putnam? Although I imagine if you contact Dawn Drake, she'll probably also go, okay, cool. It's all good. Um, next Wednesday, October 4th, is our first Alive uh, youth group, and that is for ages probably middle school through high school. It's not on here. Is it middle school, seventh grade, or? So seventh grade through high school for the youth group. Right after youth group is a live worship. Well, not right after. At 7 p.m. And then also, if you know people who are in college, we are looking for people to come and hang out with us to do trivia night. And that is going to be October, was it 21st? Okay, it's not... It's not on my list here. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. So make sure that you read your announcements this coming week because we have a lot going on next week at the church. This week is nice and quiet, which is kind of nice. And um, I think that's all I have for you this morning. So let's rise and stand as you are able to sing hymn number 145, Morning Has Broken.
love so many of our hymns. That is one of my favorites. But if you were to ask me another day, I would have another favorite. So it is so beautiful. Let us continue with our call to worship. Give thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God. The Lord offers bread from heaven to satisfy your hunger. Give thanks to the Lord. Let us pray together. Guide our way, caretaker God, in the wilderness of our lives. Offer us the bread of heaven that we may taste your spirit and be nourished in body and soul. Reveal your presence among us and show us the tender mercies of your love. In joy and jubilation, we pray. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. In holy wisdom, let us seek the peace and welfare of one another as we share signs of Christ's peace. Peace be with you. Right, I need the children to come forward for our children's message.
Good morning. Well, a couple of you are in school already. You're not yet, but you will be. You're in kindergarten. Do kindergartners line up for um, for lunch? Do you get in a line for lunch? Yeah. Do you hurry up to go in the line for lunch? A little bit? No, that's okay. Do you hurry up to go in line for lunch? Yeah. Okay, so when you're in line for lunch, have anybody ever done, we used to call them, I think, budgies, where somebody would budge in. I don't know if, we, if you still call them budgies, do you? Do you ever let your friend, like, sneak in in front of you? No. You do. What do the people behind you say when you let one of your friends sneak in in front of you? Nothing. Oh, my God. We used to have a fit and say, that's not fair. Is it fair to let your friends budge in front of you if they were late and should have been at the end of the line? Maybe not. What if they were to do something totally crazy and everybody got in line and then the lunch lady said, okay, everybody in the back of the line, you go first. What would you say then? Not fair. I know, right? Why would the last go first when we hurried up and they went to the bathroom before they got in line, right? So that doesn't seem very fair. And sometimes in life things aren't very fair, but Jesus is going to tell a parable in my scripture reading today, and he's going to talk about things like the last being first. And the story goes like this. There are these workers in a vineyard, and the workers in the vineyard show up for a day's wage in the morning, and he ha- uh, the landowner hires a few people to come and work his crops that day. They promise them one denarius for their working, which is equivalent of one day's wage. And so those people come in, and they start working. And then three hours later, he goes out to where he hired those workers before, and there were still people out there waiting to be hired to have a job. And so he had them come forward, and they got to work too. And so he hired them, and they came to work. And then there was another group that came to work, like maybe only two hours before the end of the day. Now, when it was time to leave, who do you think should leave first? You think the people who came first should leave first? You think the people who worked all day should get paid before the people who just came in the last minute? Well, that's not the way the landowner did it. You know what he did? He took the last people who started working, and he generously gave them a whole day's pay. Well, the ones in the beginning were thinking, this is a generous landowner. I'm excited. You know, as he's watching them go through, good morning. And so as he's watching them go through and they have that, the people at the very beginning who were hired at the beginning came through and they got paid for one day's wage. And they said, that's not fair. We were out there sweating and working all day long and you gave us the same as you gave those people who came in at the last minute. And he said, but did I tell you when I hired you that I was going to give you one day's pay? And they had to say yes, because that was what they were told. So if I was to tell you, you would be able to take one item of food from my my thing here, and then suddenly I gave somebody two, would that be okay? Would I have the right to do that? No. (laughs) But if, if I'm the one who holds the bowl, doesn't that mean I have some rights? 
Well, anyway, God loves us so much that whether you are the first or the last, your place in his kingdom is guaranteed. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time that we learned something about your parables. Thank you for this group of kids that is here this morning. And thank you for the treats that Tracy has put together so that they have something to snack on during worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There are more treats in the container if they didn't get the one they wanted, okay? All right. We do try to be fair here, even if some things in life are unfair. And part of our fairness is that we pray together for people that we love and we care about. And as a family of faith, we are connected together to others in our community. So as we have a joy or concern, it concerns our whole group. So if you have a joy or concern, Sarah will be running around. She doesn't have her running shoes on, but she's got some pretty good boots. So she will come over with a microphone. I ask that you say your name so the people at home can know who's praying for whom. And then um, I will lift up a brief prayer, close it with Lord in your mercy, and ask that you respond, hear our prayers. All right, joys or concerns this morning? Okay, it's both sides. Doug Rogers, uh, we stopped the service in the, uh, in the middle of the service last Sunday for a prayer as sirens were blaring, and uh, it was indeed a, a family of five who uh, lost his vision facility. Name Brady Londra, a young energetic man who has to make some tough decisions here in the next coming weeks, so ask for your prayers. I'm going to make sure I pronounce it right. Brady Vangra? Okay. Lord, last week when we heard the sirens, we knew something was happening. Um, we are thankful that your presence was with all the firefighters and everybody who went to this business. But, Lord, the business has been, had fire damage. And so as, as things are moving forward, we pray for, for Brady and pray that your guidance is with him as choices are being made. Lord, this is a tough time to have our businesses have um, damage done, and so we just pray that this is something that they can recover from and keep working through. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Wayne Simmons, uh, 
<clears throat> we had a special birthday on Friday this week. Young lady here, she turned six years old. So you can cheer them up on that one. Happy birthday, Addie. All right, before we sing, and I will, well, I, we're going to get some music so I don't have to leave you completely. Are there any other birthdays in this house or this coming week? It's just Addie? That's all we'll hear. Okay, let's sing together happy birthday. Holloway, I have had the pleasure of working up a bushel of apples and a whole bushel of tomatoes, and I have salsa and apple sauce for the winter and for family, too. So I'm grateful for the bounty of produce. I'm also asking for traveling mercies for Nancy Guider as she goes about different things with her family. Lord, we lift up you for our great fall harvest for the bounty that is out there for people whose hands work so well and can can and make salsa and do everything. All those, those things that make for a wonderful winter because as, as Jan opens up those um, salsa cans that she canned up today, it'll just bring summer right back to her. We also pray for Nancy as she is traveling and we pray for mercies on her travel that whoever she encounters may feel the love of Christ through you. Lord, in your mercy. Woodworth. I'm happy to have Allison in church with me today because in about three weeks she's moving to California and I'm happy for that but it's kind of a concern that's in the online concern <laughs> and the other joy is um, my daughter Vanessa works at Stonehill Communities in Dubuque and they sponsored a silent auction on Friday night um, Sarah donated and Ruby's Pantry donated and they were able to raise $5,900 for Alzheimer's oh, awesome Lord, we are so proud of our families, but sometimes when they move, it makes it difficult for us and, and we worry about them. Lord, we thank you for the many ways that we can continue to keep in contact with those who we love. Um, sometimes we're thankful for the internet, which allows us to almost feel like we can be in the same room with someone who is gone. Thank you, Lord, for that. We thank you for a successful Alzheimer's fundraiser, and we just pray that eventually that there will find a cure. Lord, in your mercy. Jan Holloway again. I just want to say that the Spirit Carnival last Wednesday on the community meal was very well attended by the community. I am grateful for the volunteers who came but I would like to see more of our church family 
do volunteering. The children, when they're left on their own without a staff person, uh, sometimes the crafts don't go the way they should. That is true. Sometimes we mix colors together and they turn out all black. I don't know. It can happen, just like painting. And sometimes we just need a few extra guiding hands. And so, Lord, we're going to lift up everyone in this congregation. Lord, we lift you all up. We thank you for the Spirit Carnival, but it takes many hands for big events like this to work. And so we pray that as we continue to move on, that when we have opportunities to serve, Lord, we hear that you are calling us to be in service to you in some little or big way. Sometimes it is as easy as sitting on a chair in front of a craft station and helping guide little ones into what they need to do. We thank you for the success of Spirit Carnival and pray that many children have the love of the Lord instilled in them through the next few months and weeks and years to come. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here this morning, we can't help but notice your beauty surrounding us as we drove in. Some of us have trees that are changing colors right on our very street, and some of us have to take a drive this afternoon to see them. Regardless of where they are located, we can tell that things are changing. Summer is turning into fall, and fall will soon turn into the next season, winter. And, and as seasons change, one thing we can be sure of, Lord, is that your love for us never does. And so as we have that assurance, we can move forward, going through whatever season it is, bundling up when we need to, taking off other layers when we need to, knowing that all the while that you are present with us. As we have joys and concerns in our heart for things that are happening locally and things that are happening around the world, we pray that you give us the reassurance and the knowledge that you are there in every situation, that you are there loving us as we deal with heartaches of our own, and that you are present in our lives. And so as we know all those things and we are united by Christ himself, we remember that Jesus taught us a prayer to pray. And with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
wonderful it is to have special music and you know anytime you want to invite your kids to come forward and they want to sing <laughs> that is awesome so thank you so much for volunteering two weeks in a row we love it thank you Our scripture this morning is from Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them to his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found others still standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when those who were hired first came, they expected to receive more but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Are you envious because I am generous? Sometimes when we read this scripture, I think if I put myself in the workers' positions that day, and of course when I do that, because you know whenever we read these parables, we insert ourselves somewhere. Of course, I would be inserting myself into that first workers hired of the day. And so then I would be, why, yes, I am envious because you're generous. But then when I really think about it, I think, huh, I wonder if God looks at me the same way I sometimes look at myself. Maybe I would have been one of the last ones. Maybe there are a whole lot of people who had faith in Jesus Christ before I was even born and would be first in line far before me. And then that would change the whole meaning of the parable and, and all of a sudden I wouldn't be envious because he would generous I would be faithful because he was generous. 
sometimes we need to turn the parables around to a different way of thinking than we would normally think. Now, some of us might actually put ourselves in the landowners because we've been managers or store owners or whatever else we are in life. And so that's where we associate this story with. And we think, oh, landowner, how do you continue to owe land if you pay out like that? You may be generous, but at the end of the day, doing your books, it just doesn't seem to make sense. You pay people for the work they put in, but this landowner is generous. And he goes beyond that. So sometimes we read these stories with different frames of mind that are going on in our head. It's just like when we hear the parable of um, the prodigal son. We do it in that parable too, where we hear the generosity of God, but we always associate ourselves with one of the characters in this story, in this parable that he's saying. And I can imagine the other people who were watching it that day Some of them were living day-to-day wages just like the workers in the field were. Day-to-day wages is something many of us are not real familiar with. It means that you really subsist, that you really survive on what you earned that day. In our, our daily lives now, often we have to work, wait a week or two weeks before we get paid. And it can make it hard. And sometimes people go to different kinds of jobs simply because they need to get paid sooner. It was one of the things that as a waitress when I was younger I loved was that when I went to work, I knew that night, unless there was no customers at all, I would come home with something in my pocket. One of my friends was working with me. We had, I considered the waitresses that I worked with my friends. And she had went to a table, and she came back, and she said, I didn't get a tip. And I said, you know, instead of being angry, we have to recognize that some people, it's really their right, whether they tip or don't tip. I mean, they paid for their meal. They did what they were supposed to do. And we anticipate and expect this, but we're called to do the same job regardless of whether somebody tips us or not. And she looked at me and she goes, I never thought of it that way. And I I hope that it might have changed her attitude a little bit because there are some people who are able to go out only once in a great while because there is so many added expenses to every time they do. And so we always have to consider what might be going on. And sometimes it's hard to take us outside of ourselves and do that. We like to put ourselves the first person in line, the one that hurried up in school to get in line before the other one. Maybe one of them that are are friendly and and let our friends come in and budge in front of us regardless whether the people behind us are upset or not. I occasionally would be one of those sneaking into line. And I, I don't recall getting kicked out of line by anyone, so thankfully that embarrassment didn't happen to me. And so I got to eat eat sooner than some of the people who had been standing in line before me. I think we all have done something like that when we were young. And as we get older, we still have other things where we find ourselves first in line or last in line. And, And we look at it and we wonder, how did we get to where we are and how is God's grace sufficient for us? I was discussing this with one of my friends and they were saying, well, how is it fair 
that somebody who comes in so late gets the same. And I said, well, you were promised the same thing. It's not that God is breaking his promise with us. It's that God is generous with everyone. And so as we look at our life and we think of the mistakes that we've made and the grace that has been distributed upon us, the grace that we have received, the ability for our sins to be forgiven, the amount of times we are to forgive other people, we start to see that the end of the line might be exactly where we are. And then all of a sudden that grace of God, which takes the first to be last and the last to be first, sounds really good. Another illustration, I'm having problems talking today, illustration I have is that, have you ever been to a wedding party and you sit at the tables and then as the DJ calls off which table goes first, it is not always in the order you expect. Sometimes table seven gets called before table two. And so you might have seated yourselves at the front closest to that head table, or maybe that was where your name tag was. But they find out that that table way in the back, farthest away, is the one that gets seated first or gets the food first. We just don't know. And that's one of the wonderful things about grace is that sometimes even if we don't fully deserve it, even if we struggle with the th thought of, of receiving this grace, it is available for us. God loves all of us. And some of us came into this story at a later date than others. Some of us were baptized into our faith and can't remember having a day where you didn't believe. And others of us have struggled and wrestled and read and read and came to it later on in life. And others are still searching and aren't sure where they are on the road and wondering which way is the best way to go. I got to tell you, if you're one of those that is wondering, this is a pretty good deal, right? Because the kingdom of heaven, the last is first. It may be your time to consider receiving that grace for yourself, to consider believing in a God who loves the least and the lost just as much as he loves the always been found. The one who looks at you and sees past all of your problems, all of your griefs, all of your insecurities, and says, I see you were created in my image, and I love you. The God who loves us each and every day. I love these parables of Jesus because it makes me think. And one of the things we do as United Methodists is oftentimes we think. We think what it would be like to be the landowner. We think what it would be like to be the servants. We think of what it would be like to toil in a field all day long for one day's pay. We think of how thankful we are that we can go two weeks and get paid every two weeks and still make it through the month. I think of sometimes how grateful I am that I have a refrigerator full of food and that I'm not worried about what might happen tomorrow. 
but one of our jobs, one of our missions that we have at the church is that we try to help people to get food when food sources are scarce. We help people go to Ruby's Pantry and receive food, even people who may not have the $25 donation that day towards the food. And they wind up with a trunk full of food. It's grace. We help people sometimes who come in and are at their wits end and have no more money for gas than their car and they get a certificate from us. We sometimes help people with a monthly meal where they come in and they are fed regardless whether they can pay for it or not. And some of us come to those meals and pay for twice as much as what it would cost to feed ourselves that day because we want to help others. And the program continues to go on because of generosity. So sometimes we are called to not only be laborers in the field, but we are called to be generous landowners with the blessings that we have been given from God. That we are called to say to our own pocketbooks, what do I have that I can share with the least and the lost? Every week that we gather together, we have an opportunity to give as part of worship. Some of us have wrote, written our checks at home. Some of us do it online. But when we give to the church, when we do that, we recognize that we are continuing the ministries that continue to happen within this church. We can't all physically be there every single time. And so we do what we can. And sometimes I know God looks at me and says, you could do more. And I have to wrestle with that myself at times when we're tired, right? And so we continue to give in whatever way we can, remembering that sometimes the first place this goes to is the least and the lost. I'm so proud to be part of a church that has a benevolence fund that I can help people when they come into our office. I'm proud to be part of a church that hosts families that, have not, that do not have a home, and so we host them for a week in our church through Family of Promise. I'm thankful for having a mission team and a Sunday school that has supported and made wells for people by the little children collecting money and doing various fundraisers. I'm thankful for all of you for the many ways that you continue on in ministry, looking at the ways you can be generous. And we're generous not because we believe these people are exceptional, but we're generous because we believe everybody has a right to human dignity. We're generous because we love Jesus, and Jesus has given this to us in our hearts to continue to give. We're generous because we have been blessed and we have been blessed to be a blessing. We're generous because God was first generous with us. So are you envious because I am generous? It depends on where I am in the story. It still does. If I think I'm going to place myself at the beginning of that line, 
I might be a little bit envious of the ones who just walked in. But honestly, pretty sure I'm not right at the beginning. And so I need to be grateful for that grace that is extended to me, to you, to all of us. Because what does it say? Jesus loved us while we were still sinners. That proves God's love for us. Am I envious because God is generous? <laughs> I am grateful. Amen? Amen. God will take care of you. Let's rise to our feet and sing together. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. God of infinite patience, we turn complaining into an Olympic sport. The journey is too long, the road is hard, and our feet hurt. We're hungry and bored. This isn't what we signed up for. You've heard it all before, faithful one. You'll hear it all again. 
yet you never forsake us in our grumbling. Shower us with your manifold blessings and open our lips to sing songs of gratitude. For we are weary of our complaining and long to make a fresh start. Amen. Rejoice, you who seek the Lord. Count your blessings, not your troubles. For in acts of gratitude, you will find peace. And now, not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitments, and our prayers. I invite the ushers to come forward for the receiving of today's tithes and offerings. Please join me in our offering prayer. Gracious God, you provide light in the wilderness and life-giving waters in the desert. We offer you our thanks and praise. May our gifts and offerings bless your world, that all may be blessed and all may find purpose and passion through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we will sing together, there's a wideness in God's mercy.
God meets us on our wilderness journeys, that we may not journey alone. Christ tends us on our wilderness journeys that we may receive our daily bread. The Spirit sustains us on our wilderness journeys that we may be strengthened for what lies ahead. Go with God's blessing. And because we have a little bit of time, we're just going to sit down and hear that postlude. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.